Marissa Norcross. And I'm Dave Freund, and this is The Next Page. Marissa, how are you? I am great. How are you? I'm good. You should be great because... The sun's shining. Right? <laughs> yeah, the sun is shining. It's going to warm up a lot. Yes. Wow. This is your time of this year. It's my time. Oh, I love it. It's just it is. so nice to see the sun. It, it is. You know, I'm, I'm just hoping it doesn't get too warm too quick because I would love to go skiing one more time <laughs> just just one more i'm not i'm not saying i need two more but one more would be so nice right about now so i'm i am super energized mm-hmm. um i'm a little tired because i just came back from my um maxwell certification event so that always energizes me beyond mm-hmm. my normal level but i'm real i'm a little tired because i have been going 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 for quite a while have. But I'm back, and, and we're talking about our superpower, your superpower part two. Mm-hmm. So when, and I'm not going to ask what you thought of the title or the post because you knew it was coming, but when we talk about charisma, what do you think people think about? Like, do you think people view, like if we say, oh, someone has charisma, do you think they view it as a negative or a positive? So actually, that was what I was going to mention is that, like, I think that sometimes people do view it negatively uh and and you know what and i I think i'm one of those people sometimes i do too like there's there is uh, like just like any good thing too much of a good thing can can uh, start to negate but um yeah that's kind of exactly where my mind went i'm like oh okay Okay. so sometimes you know charisma is good and sometimes you are over charisma yeah <laughs> it's like you start to feel uh maybe drained by that but yes and i th- i think what it is is i think i think there are some people that go over the top in trying to come across as charismatic mm, okay so like not being authentically charismatic exactly okay. exactly yeah exactly. i see that i see that you know, because I can think of, you know, there's certain um, public figures that they just, oh, they're so charismatic. I'm like, no, they are fake. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and but I don't want us to think about charisma as a bad thing. Because I think that if somebody would say to me, you know, how would you describe, well, I put it in my post. I mean, I gave Webster's, de- Webster defines um, charisma this way. A personal magic of leadership arousing special popular loyalty or enthusiasm for a public figure. The next one would be a special magnetic charm or appeal. Mm-hmm. And I would just like to describe charisma as somebody who's likable. Mm-hmm. And that they have, and I, and I put this note, but they exhibit a reassuring confidence. And, and the reason why I phrased it that way is they don't come across as arrogant and cocky. But you just know that they're confident and you're kind of glad that they're confident. Mm-hmm. because you rely on their confidence in whatever the situation might be. So my, my question for you is, what do you think it means to be likable? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I mean, it's like people are, are drawn to you. Um, yeah. I think, you know, like you're, you're approachable um, and, you know, people feel like, you're easy to talk to and you relate to people well yes very good yeah and and so i think we overthink it now there Mm -hmm. there there is there is some truth to the fact that some people are simply 
born more charismatic than others. Mm-hmm. You know, the, um, people who have a high eye behavior profile, if they know how to control the fake part of that, because mm-hmm. there is, you can come across as being really fake. They just, they're more outgoing and they're more fun to be around. Um, people that have a high S behavior profile have a genuine interest in others. So that is going to make them, it's going to be easier for them to come across as being charismatic or likable. But it really is people that, that are charismatic, we're drawn to them. For whatever reason, we just like them. And what we find when we look into it is that they make the conversation about us, not about them. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I put in here is, you know, one way to make yourself more likable is stop the I, me, and my. It's not about us. And when we get into a conversation, if we could do a study on ourselves, how often did we say I or me or my? How often did we talk about what we were going to do or planning to do or the trip that we were just on versus, hey, I know, how was your vacation? How was your trip? You know, how was your family? What's new? And when you make the conversation about other people, you become more likable. And people just naturally want to do what you've asked them to do. Again, our goal is to influence people in a positive way, in the ways that we want them to to go. And the key there is just to be more likable. Now, I really struggled with this. I and 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 it was interesting where um you know, and my wife and I would be talking like on my, my closest friend assessment kind of things, mm-hmm. you know, that I needed to make it more about the other person. And, 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 and I think I've shared it on the podcast, but I remember once one of my mentors saying, you know, when you meet a person, if you find out that they're going on a cruise to Bermuda, they don't want to hear about your trip to Bermuda. And the crazy part was I had just come back from a trip to Bermuda. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and the point was they don't. They don't want to, t- they don't want to hear about your vacation they want you to ask them about theirs, their trip mm-hmm. that they're taking. What do they hope to look forward to? You know, what, are they, what do they hope to gain from it? And, and one of the things that was great that my mentor, Ed DaCosta, said on the call that I was on with him, he said, you know, it's okay to say you've been to Bermuda, but you can say something like, you're going to have a great time. I made the same trip. Let me know if I can help in any way. Mm-hmm. Boom. What are, the, what are the things you're looking forward to the most? about your trip to Bermuda. Then the key would be when they get back from Bermuda, hey, how was your trip to Bermuda? Did it live up to your expectations? Mm -hmm. Again, giving them a chance to share and open up. Now what happens is when they do that, they're giving us so much information on how we could add value to their life. Um, You know, I can think of, I'm, I'm thinking of one person that I know of that, let's say, let's use the Bermuda example. If they knew that you were going on a trip to Bermuda, they would have brochures the next time they saw you of things that you could do there. Mm-hmm. Hey, I went there once. This is great. Make sure you don't miss this. And, you know, and they would say, hey, do you, you know, if, again, if you need any help, let me know. That's all. It's all it is. It's this, this being likable. Now, what did you think about this, this part um, where, and again, I'm basing this off of the book of Dr. Zoe Chance, but People with a lower pitch voice appear more confident. I thought that was really interesting. Isn't it? Mm-hmm. And it's, it's true. Mm-hmm. 
Like every now and then I'll hear somebody and I will have some real voice envy. You know, um, <laughs> James Earl Jones, I truly envy his voice. Mm-hmm. He has an amazing voice. Um, when we, at this year's uh, Live to Lead, Ed Milet, you know, that low pitched bass voice that just resonates. Like, yeah, I got some voice envy there. But it's true. And what Dr. Chance said is that when you feel insecure, when you feel threatened, your voice goes up in pitch. Mm-hmm. You talk faster. You start to get angry. Just slow down and talk with a more relaxed, don't fake it, but she said just relax your vocal cords and you become more confident. And, and, and people, like part of charisma is feeling confident around them. It was interesting in the, in the Ed Milet podcast with, with um, Zoe Chance, he, they talked about people that they thought that had tremendous charisma. And Ed Milet said Barack Obama, President Obama. He said, when I spoke with him, he just had this tremendous amount of confidence and calmness in his voice. And then I think Dr. Chance said, when she had an opportunity to speak to George W. Bush, one-on-one, he had the same type of confidence that was there. So pairing it up, the more relaxed voice, much more confident, asking questions about other people makes you more likable. Um. I gave you some other things to think about. There's um, a few more points in an email. Did any of those jump out at you? Uh, yes, a few of them. Well, a lot of them, I'd say. Um, which, ones, which ones hit you the hardest, or so to speak? I think uh, smile more, look yeah. people in the eye. Yes. Manage your nerves. Yes. That was a good one. Um, and don't try to impress people. Yeah. It just, what was interesting is because I, it, and I always do this, after I write my post, sometimes before I write my post, but after I write my post, a lot of times I'll just do a quick search, Google search. How do you grow, how do you gain more charisma? Mm-hmm. And, and what I was found interesting was a bunch of the stuff that I had in the post, like calling people by their name, addressing people by name, those were all things that, 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 that our folks had as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but the smiling more, it's just powerful. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're waiting in line at an airport. Just smile. Now, um, Valerie Burton, who was one of our first Live to Lead speakers, and I'm thrilled to say is now one of my mentors for, for my coaching lane with the John Maxwell organization. Um, she said, Smiling changes your whole outlook. Mm-hmm. And just changing the, your facial expressions, the muscles that it takes to smile make you happier. She said, put a pencil in between your teeth and you'll feel better. And it's true. It's crazy. So that's that smiling more, you know, um, and looking people in the eye. That's powerful. I, I actually asked um, somebody this and I said, you know, what do you think of that? And they said, oh, yeah, extremely powerful mm-hmm. when somebody looks you in the eye. And I don't know if I, I, did I mention it on last week's podcast, the experience that I had with my class in Connecticut? Or did I just talk to you on the phone? I don't remember. I know we talked about it, but I can't remember where. <laughs> yeah. So, so what happened was, and this, again, was something that I, that I read in the book, Influences Your Superpower. 
So, um, and I should have just listened to last week's podcast, but I didn't have time. But I'm, in the, I'm at this class in, in, at a company in Connecticut, and I'm teaching Mastering Emotional Intelligence. And I'm meeting with the plant manager. I'm touching base with the plant manager midway through the training. And I asked him, I said, how do you think it's going? He goes, I think it's going really well. There's three people, however, who haven't spoken. And I said, yeah. And I picked up the three people that, had, that hadn't commented. And he said, what do you think? And I said, well, let's just see what the rest of the, how the rest of the day, afternoon goes. And what I did was I made it a point to make eye contact with them. Mm-hmm. And all three people started commenting. That's all it was. I was connecting with them with my eyes and, and, and you know, making, it, making them feel as though I was speaking to them, not in a threatening way, because you have to do it, you know, with a smile. You have to be very engaging and kind of have like a warm expression toward them. And those three people commented more, I'm pretty sure if I remember it right, more than anybody else in that afternoon. So it's huge. Just make eye contact. If you have that special person at home that you're having conversations with and you've got a cell phone in your hand, you're not connecting. Take mm-hmm. it from somebody who still needs to work on that. Put the phone down, look them in the eye, and have a meaningful conversation. Um, you know, Dr. Chance in her book, she refers to it as, from a speaker's perspective, as shining, where the speaker shines to the audience and the audience shines back. So that, that, was, a, um, that was a great one. That, and that managing your nerves... Wow. The point is, we don't want to be around people who are stressed out. And if you're stressed out, nobody's going to want to be around you. Um, I mean, I'm one of those people that if I'm around people who are super stressed out, I just want to leave. Mm-hmm. So, um, and, and the, what was the last one? It was a, the... Don't try to impress people. Don't try to impress people. So, why do you suppose that's so anti-charismatic well i i think that's kind of the the bermuda vacation example that you gave too um Mm -hmm. and it and i think it also kind of takes away from the authenticity behind it yes absolutely because you know if you're if your objective is is to say or do something to impress someone then it's really about you and your perceived image right. and not about the other person. Right. And you know, I, 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 I struggle with that. Mm-hmm. And I struggle the most when I just, it just happened to me again where I was, and maybe this isn't impressing, maybe it is impressing, I don't know, but I was, I was meeting with a member company. Um, we had had a phone call about their training needs. Um, and then I met in person last Friday. And, and I think I, I recognized it quick enough to rein it back in. But all I want to do is I want to talk about all the training that we can offer. Mm-hmm. You know, and I know exact, and I know we talked about this as one of my takeaways from last year where I completely blew it going in and to, with a member when I should have just been do, having a great you know, information gathering meeting. But I kept talking too much. And and I caught myself Friday. So I think I saved it. And what I did was rather than going through all the material that I brought, I handed it to him. And I said, these are your options. So I said, you know, kind of look at this. And, you know, because I had gone through, I started out well. Tell me what your needs are. Tell me why 
you think you need this kind of training? You know, what are you looking for? And they're, they're suffering with from the, the great resignation that a lot of companies are, where people just in a leadership position just saying, I'm done, I'm tired, you know, I've, we've had a rough few years, I want to retire. Mm-hmm. And they need to bring a bunch of young people up. But, but I started going down that path of, oh, I need to tell you everything that I know. No, no, you don't. You need to listen to what all their needs are. And the problem with the people that try to impress is that we, we, we it's, it makes it all about us and not about them. Mm-hmm. And we need to say, hey, what, what are you looking for the most here? What do you think would be the most beneficial? What would solve your problem? And all of a sudden, you become the person that they know they need to go to because you've asked them what their needs are. And when you provide them with those needs, you basically met all, you, you answered all of their questions. There was one here, um, give more than you take. And, and what I thought about that was a couple years back, Angela Ahrens was one of the speakers at Live to Lead. And she was the CEO of Burberry. She also was executive vice president, I think, for, for retail sales for Apple. She was hired by Apple, I think, in 2014 and maybe retired in 2019. And she was asked, what's the greatest advice you've ever been given? And she said, my grandfather told me to give 60% and take 40. Mm-hmm. Wow. Give more than you take. If you come across as a person that's always giving more, taking less, people will be drawn to you. And I think, again, it, because they realize it, that you're more interested in their needs than other people's needs. So charisma is clearly something that we can, that we can, uh, we can grow in, and anybody can learn these skills. The last point I think that I wanted to make was, you know, um, don't steal someone else's moment to shine. Mm-hmm. And again, that's when you, you start making it about you and nobody wants to be around you. What, do you think I missed anything? Hmm. Nothing's jumping out at me. Okay. You know, it's, don't think of charisma as the used car salesman. Now I just offended all the car salesmen. Um, don't, don't think of charisma as that super slick person that's just trying to take advantage of mm-hmm. you. It's not. Charisma is something that makes us likable, where people are drawn to us, and a leader that doesn't have charisma can't lead. It's just that simple. So next week, next week, I think we should talk about taking this connection piece, this influence piece Mm -hmm. up a notch. So I guess this would be your superpower part three, probably. All right. When you're interacting with a group. Mm -hmm. How's that? Great. I'm looking forward to it. All right. So how is the Norcross family doing with their spring bucket list great we is it are done? well no we just finished the winter one so now we're moving no but i'm saying spring. is it all laid out is it all laid oh, out your spring al- almost almost, almost. there and then okay. i just gotta print it off um, okay and yeah did you did you get everything done on the on the winter one Mm-hmm. awesome yep the winter one's always like the least exciting <laughs> but yeah for you for me <laughs> 
I mean, my winter one would be really exciting because yeah. I like I love winter. The holiday stuff is exciting, and then kind of the like lingering January, uh, February, early okay. March stuff is kind of like, mm. but. All right. Well, I actually I did see on one of my social media platforms that the place that I like to ski is doing their spring season's pass sale for next year. So I'm Ooh. ready to jump right in and buy it so that I get the extras. And mm-hmm. see, that gets me geared up for next year already. I guess so. Oh, well. <laughs> so uh, do you have any, any special plans for this weekend? Or are you still waiting for it to warm up a little bit more? And... Well, I am celebrating a birthday this weekend. You are. So, well, the weekend... I figured it's only appropriate yeah. <laughs> for you to bring that up and not me. <laughs> so. Yes. So, um, looking forward to finally being able to, to celebrate a little bit. Um, last awesome. couple of birthdays have not been that way. So, I'm looking forward to spending time with my family and awesome. just downshifting Terrific. a little bit. Awesome. Well, I hope you and your family have a wonderful time celebrating your birthday. Thank you. So with that, I'm Dave Freund. I'm Marissa Norcross. This was The Next Big Thing.